morning again. Yeah, somebody wake up. Come on, get the lights on. Everybody wake up. Good morning. Um, thank you guys for being here today at 17th Street. Um, I'm happy you chose to brace the rain. Maybe some of your roads are still a little slushy. I, uh, um, whenever I left the house this morning, there was some slush on Level Green. So I was like, ooh. So I, had a, Jenna's, I heard her in my brain saying, slow it down, Hopkins. I could hear her. Um, but anyway, but thank you guys for being here today. Maybe if you got snowed in at your house, thanks for watching online. But before we get started this morning, I told you we're going to start doing this every week because in 2022, for some of us, is going to be the year, I challenge you, that you finally get serious about getting into the Word. And one way we're going to do that is one of our activities is we're going to start memorizing Scripture. So anyone do it last week? Anyone hold up a bulletin if you've got your memory verse down? If you did, recite it with me. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us for our iniquities. There you go. Psalms was, I believe, 110 or 103.10. There we go. Got it. Hey, good job. If that wasn't you this week, there's another one in your bulletin. We're going to start doing this every single Sunday because God has given us such a mighty tool that we, for some reason, don't use that often. Okay, so there's your challenge this week. But again, thank you guys for being here. And I've got my notes upside down. There we go. Pull this up. Uh, but church, I'm excited because today we get to start a brand new topic, a brand new conversation. One's going to last for several weeks um, that I'm pretty excited about as we're going to slowly start walking through the book of Proverbs. And I, that's kind of a disclaimer because we're not exactly walking the entirety of the book. We're going to kind of bounce around in multiple different chapters. So excuse me, that language might have been a little misleading and walk through. But we're going to be doing lots of teaching and lots of wisdom out of this book, and we'll kind of get to more of that in just a moment. But our main thing we're going to be speaking on today is priorities. Priorities. If you were to come up to me and go, Mike, what are your top three priorities in life? This is what I would tell you. If you just came and asked me and top my head, this is what I would say. I would say my relationship with God my relationship with my family, and then my job, which would be, you know, this church. That would be my top three priorities. But then, I mean, it sounds good, doesn't it? But then, is that entirely true? If you really took a look at how I spent every single hour of my day, or how I spent every single dollar that comes in, is that truly my priorities? Is If I was to ask you the same question, would it truly be, your priorities. I think a lot of us this past year have gotten our priorities all out of whack, church. I think we need to get serious about the things that are most important. Not the things that are the most urgent at times, but the things that are the most important. Last week we talked about turning the page, about how for many of us in 2021, a lot of, we had a lot of damage. We had things happen, whether it was sin or a traumatic event or whatever it is, and we need to get to the point to where we can literally turn the page on those chapters. We need to leave that stuff behind so we can go forward with what God has called us to do. We read this verse last week, 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. And the whole idea is that some of us, we may have been believers for 50 years, but we're still not acting like a new creation. And that's our, my challenge for you in 2022. And today we're going to continue on with that whole idea for the whole year as we talk about priorities. So I, I was kind of thinking a little bit, and I was kind of thinking about people in this life that we look up to. I know I was trying to think about people in my life I look up to, people when I have questions, you know, serious questions, who do I ask? 
So you probably have people in your life when it has when something's really going on and you need advice, you go to them. Whether it's something personally, something spiritually, something financially, whatever it is, you probably have maybe mentors or people you really look up to. You know, maybe some of you watched the TV show Friday Night Lights whenever that came out um, a while back ago. Um, the coach in the TV show, his name's Coach Taylor, and he has this really cool quote. We're going to do some quotes today. He says this, Every man at some point in his life is going to lose a battle. He's going to fight, and he's going to lose. But what makes him a man is in the midst of the battle, he does not lose himself. Church, some of you lost battles in 2021. Did you lose yourself? I want to turn the page in those categories, and we're going to move forward. So let me ask you the same question. I believe it's in your bulletin. What are your top priorities? What are your top priorities? What are they? Were they, may, they may be similar to mine, ones that sound real good, you know, but are they true? What are your top priorities? Because I truly think a lot of us, our priorities are out of whack. Okay. Now, don't shoot the messenger, because I'm going to do something kind of controversial from the stage. Um, there's a movie series that came out, and books that came out several years ago that were very, very popular. You know, a lot of people in the church have issues with them, but I'm going to talk about them just for a second anyway. There's a movie that, in one of the Harry Potter movies. There's a character in the movie, her name's Hermione. She's the brains. She's very smart, very intelligent. She's always in class. She knows all the answers. She's very, very smart. In one of the movies, she's got this little device called a time turner. And what she does is she spins that little device that takes her back in time, and she's able to go to more classes, so she's able to overachieve and get more and more knowledge. Church, I think if we're going around the room right now, some of us would like to have that device, wouldn't you? That way you could cram more and more into your schedule. I think that's a problem in our society today, is we keep trying to put more and more junk into our schedules. And the problem is... We just don't have the time. What's your main priorities, church? Here's another quote. Most of us spend too much time on what is urgent and not enough time on what is important. Now, some urgent things are important, but not all of them. Some of us spend too much time on the urgent and not enough time on the important. Church, as you look back to last year, as you move forward for this year, where have you been spending your time? Has it been stuck on things that pop up that aren't that important, but they seem urgent even though they're not? Or have you been able to focus on the things that are important? That's our goal. Today we're talking about priority. So we're going to be in the book of Proverbs over the next several weeks. Proverbs is kind of like Psalms. It names multiple individuals. There's a couple different authors. The main person is Solomon. You know, Solomon, he was the man who in 2 Kings prayed for wisdom and God blessed him with wisdom. Solomon is known as, other than Jesus, probably the wisest man to ever walk earth outside of Christ. Um, many of these Proverbs are written to his children. And it's full of all these wise sayings, these lessons, these things. Hey, do this if you want to have a good life. Do this if you want to live a godly life. And this is, if I'm being honest, if you ask me, Mike, what's your favorite book of the Bible? It'd probably be Proverbs. Proverbs is my favorite book in the Bible. And if you came to ask me, said, Mike, where, where should I read Scripture? I'm, just, I'm wanting to get into reading this year. I really want to get into my Bible for 2022. I want to read. You know, a lot of people will say, well, you need to start at the beginning. You need to get all your background in. You know, a lot of people might say, well, you need to start in the Gospels. You need to start with Jesus. If you're asking me and you're, you're new to reading, I would say, hey, go read Proverbs. It's easy to read. You don't have to know all the little details to really grasp, I think, what God is trying to tell you. I, I love the book. 
and it talks a whole lot about priorities and contentment. But before we hit Proverbs, look at this. This is what it says in Ephesians chapter 5. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. I love that verse. <laughs> Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I was waiting for an amen. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I think that right there is why Proverbs is so important. It's all about wisdom. Do this to live a life. Let's read. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3. We're just going to read a little bit today from Proverbs. Chapter 3, starting in the first verse. This is what it says. My son, do not forget my teaching. How many of you that told your kids that whenever they left the house? Hey, don't you forget what I told you. I mean, anybody do that? Verse, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. I love this passage. You know, Proverbs 3, it's reminding us of the importance of keeping and remembering the things God's told us to do. And many of us might say, Mike, that's difficult. There's so much content in the Bible. How am I supposed to live a life that it really outlines? That's a lot of stuff. Well, let me throw this at you. You know, a lot of us, we read, but we don't follow. A lot of us are really good at reading Scripture, but we're not good at following Scripture. You know what that's like, church? It's like a lifeguard who went through all these classes, all these lessons, who learned how to save someone drowning, but whenever the person started, they never acted upon what they were taught. That's what it's like for all, if we only, if we only ever read and we never act. I think a lot of us, when it comes to our priorities, have become lukewarm, lukewarm at times. I think a lot of us just need to either we need to get on the boat or we just need to stop. It's time for you in 2022 to make your mind up on what kind of life you're going to live. Are your priorities going to be what God needs them to be in your life? Because what does Revelation tells us? He will vomit you out of your mouth. Be hot or cold. Make up your mind. Let's do this. Let's break down this, this verse a little bit. If you look there in verse 3, it tells us exactly what we're supposed to do in order to live you know, a good life. <laughs> it's very basic. We're not getting complicated today. It says do what? To live a life of love and faithfulness. Well, if some of you where that says love, depending on what version you may be reading, it may say the word mercy. I don't know if anyone says mercy. Um, I, I'm reading from the NIV. I don't know what you guys said, what you all says. It may say the word mercy. But you know what that kind of translate to, translates to whenever you break down the Hebrew? When it says love and mercy, it basically means live a life of kindness. I'm going to ask you the most basic question in the morning. Do you show kindness? I didn't put it in your bulletin, but hey, make a note, yes or no. Are you a kind person? Now ask your spouse. Ask your neighbor. Ask the person, the cashier at the gas station. Is that person kind? Because a lot of us say, oh yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind, even though we're a jerk on the side. Are we truly a person of kindness? Because, you know, literally Scripture tells us to do that. <laughs> it's so basic. Because who in the world would ever want to join a faith? Who would ever want to put their trust in a God of people who follow him who are unkind? Are you a person of kindness? What about this? We keep reading, it says, what, love and faithfulness? Depending on what version you're reading, it may say the word truth. Someone may say the, a person of truth, um, depending on what version you have. And, and again, let's get very basic. 
Are you a person of truth? A person of honesty? A person of integrity? Because, you know, we only really focus on lying whenever we're toddlers. It's like whenever we leave high school, it's like, ah, do whatever it takes. Are you truly a person of integrity? Are you an honest person? Let's get a little bit deeper. Whenever you open up the word, the word truth is also represents Christ a whole lot of times. Jesus is represented as the truth. And, you know, the truth will set you free. Jesus will set you free. We see that throughout Scripture. Is your life truly representing that of Christ? If I ask your neighbor, if I ask your spouse, if I ask the cashier, they say they see that in you. It's very basic. Church, our Bible's not that complicated. This uses words we're not used to reading. Yeah, there's a few passages there. Remember Isaiah? I mean, or Daniel. It gets complicated at times. But not always. Let's fast forward a little bit. Go all the way up to chapter 30 in Proverbs. Two things I ask you, Lord. Verse 7. Two things I ask you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you, and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and still, so dishonor the name of my God. This is powerful stuff, isn't it, church? When was the last time you prayed for contentment? I feel like we often pray for more money, don't we? Let's help the stocks out, God. Help us out here a little bit. God, help the new job. Help me out a little bit. But when was the last time we prayed for contentment? You know, it's, it's interesting. We look there at verse 7. God, the surround the author with the truth. Provide us only what is needed. Yet when our life is filled with these possessions that don't matter, there's no room for Jesus anywhere. Look at verse 8. It won't be on the screen. It says, feed me with the food. Or the, sorry, you don't have verse 8 in front. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. You know what the Hebrew word for bread is in this passage, church? It's a word called lechem. This word is translated into bread because he's saying, hey, don't give me too much, God, just give me what I need. But you know who else is referred to as bread in Scripture? Jesus. What, the bread of life? How many times have you heard that? So whenever we say this prayer, when we read this proverb, and we're saying, God, give me what I need, you know what we're really saying? Give me Christ and I'll be okay. Church, in order for us to get our priorities in line, we need to have that prayer. We need to be able to yearn for contentment. And we are content through Christ. How do we fix our priorities? I really hope you answered that question about what your top, top three priorities are. I really hope you did it. But let's get even a little bit more um, you know, useful here. Let's get, let's get pretty practical this morning on how we can fix our priorities, church. This is the first thing I want you to do this week. Now listen, this is going to sound hard, but you know what else was hard? That was hard, too. This is what you need to do. This week, I want you to take an audit. I know that scares you because tax season's on the horizon, but I want you to take an audit, church, of your life. I want you to sit down, and I want you to get very, very honest about how you're spending your time, your resources, and your finances. And is God seen in what you're doing in every single day? Because I told you earlier, you know, these are probably my top three priorities if I rattled them off, you know, without too much thinking about it or anything. But if we open up Scripture, you know what's interesting? There's not a passage that says, God goes, this is your top ten priorities in life. He doesn't list them, dun, 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 like that. He doesn't do that. 
But we can pull different passages and we can kind of tell this is the stuff God wants us to really prioritize. I've got a list. It'll be on the screen. It'll be in your bulletin. This is our priorities in life, church. And it may not apply to all of us. First one is this, our God. Our relationship with God should be our number one priority in life. Then your spouse, then your kids, if you've got them, then your parents, then your other family members, your friends, and then everyone outside of that. Those should be your top priorities in life. And so what I want you to do this week is pull out your check registry or download it off the internet, whatever you need to do, and skim. Are these priorities seen in what you're doing with what you've been given? Then what I want you to do, like I said, this is, this is, it takes a little bit of effort. You know, no one said being a Christian was easy. <laughs> is make a list. Try to sit down at the end of the week and say, this is everything I did this week. Maybe not every little detail. But these are the big things I did. This is where I spent my time after I left the office. This is what I did. Are those things seen in that? Or is it just all about me? Let's get serious. Let's take an audit of our lives. And this is where it gets to get fun. After you've done that, we have to get specific. This is where you get to be a little bit of a nerd, because you know I like to overcomplicate things, so hopefully this isn't too complicated. We need to get specific. After you look at where, what you're actually doing with your life, then what you need to do is those priorities that God's given us, we need to throw those in there. And we need to get specific on how we're going to make each one of those a priority. God, our relationship with the Father should be our number one priority in life. Matthew 22 says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Ask yourself right now, is God number one in your life? Honestly. Not just the answer you want your neighbor to see. Is he truly your number one priority? Because your relationship with him is more important than anything else. Well, Mike, I've got to make sure everyone else knows him first. I've got I to take care of my, my family. You know, you know when, you're, when you're on a plane and the little, you get scared to death, you lose pressure, you the oxygen things drop down? You know what they tell you to do? It says to put them on yourself first and then help the person next to you. You are useless to your family without God is number one in your life. Our next thing, if you're blessed enough to have one, a spouse. Your spouse should be your number two priority. Mike, I disagree. Kids should be the number priority. I disagree with you. I know, like, listen, this little buster up there, he's 25 years old on, you know, pants that are too big for him. He's been married for two and a half years, and you're going to try to tell me how to live my married life. I need you to mature just for a moment. Ephesians chapter 5 says this. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife as Christ is head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, and he gave up himself for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word, to be present to her, to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, for he who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united by, to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. You want to know how you better serve your kids? How you better serve everyone else? You show them how, what a real relationship looks like with your spouse. Should be your number two priority. 
about after that? Let's keep kind of going down this list. Our family, our kids. Your kids, if you've got them, should be your next priority. You know why? Because Proverbs 22, back to Proverbs, to start children off the way they should go, and even when they were old, they will not return from it. First Timothy, anyone who does not provide for their relatives, or especially their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That verse scares me to death at times. <laughs> anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I saw a uh, post once on, I think it was on Facebook. It might have been, it was one of those accounts or whatever. And it was saying something like, hey, you know, your kids didn't have the choice to be here. You made them, now take care of them. And that changes, you know, you get older. As though most of you in the room have the kids who are, you know, they're grown adults and they've got their own families. And the way you care for them now is very different than what you did 20 years ago, right? Like the way mom, you know, takes care of me now is much different. Well, probably not. I'm still a baby. The way she takes care of me is much different than what she did, you know, whenever I was in school growing up and whatnot. What about the next thing on that list is your parents. Again, I feel like we only talk about obeying our parents when we're kids. But yet, you know, in De Deuteronomy chapter 5, it says, Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live, along, that you may live long, and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God has given you. You know, it doesn't say, when you're kids, listen to mom and dad. You know, it doesn't even just say the word obey. It says the word honor. Ask yourself right now. I know many of parents may not be here anymore, and I'm sorry. But if they are, are do you honor your parents right now? Next on that list should be our friends, the ones that are close to us. You know, as I was kind of going through a couple weeks ago, my goals for 2022, one of those sections, remember I was telling you about all my different areas of health I'm going to try to work on. One of my mental health is to spend more time with my friends because I don't want to lose them. And then what about everybody else, others? Church, we've got to get specific about those things. What are your priorities? So after you've taken the audit, after you got real nerdy, and your, your spouse is going to think you're crazy when you walk in, when they come in you tonight and you're in your study and you're going through all the numbers and you're circling everything. And you've taken your audit. We've gone through, hey, this is what God says should be important in your life. You know what you have to do next? It's the hard part. And I like my wording. You've got to throw away the junk. Has anyone ever tried to purge the house before? Some of us are not good at it. Amen. Remember I told you about my box of knickknacks that are still, I did some cleaning yesterday, and guess where the box of knickknacks are? They're still in the closet. Um, I, I've not gotten rid of them yet. But we've got to throw away the junk. Because after we look at that audit of our lives, and we see what all we're doing with our time, our energy, and our money, and then we see, hey, this is what I need to make time for. This is where I need to be putting this. This is what I need to be doing. At some point, you're going to have to take something out. Because we can't fit everything God wants us to do in a crammed full schedule full of junk, right? Things are going to have to go. Maybe that means you're going to have to cut back on a hobby. You're going to have to cut back on, the, on work if you're overworking. Maybe you're going to have to cut back on this. I don't know. Maybe you need to do something that way God and your family and others are your top priorities. And some of us are hard. That is hard to do, isn't it? To get rid of things. Ephesians chapter 4 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave. You know what this is really telling us? 
Not only get rid of the stuff you know, holding you back, get rid of the things keeping you from God. Church, what's keeping you from God? I, I, the priorities thing is really important to me because I know in this past year I've lost track of some of my priorities. I know me personally, I've gotten some things out of order. And I'm, that's the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's important. And it's damaging. Here's a couple of examples um, for me personally. If you open up, you look at my bank account, there's one big purchase that pops up way too often. It's called Subway, and that's, a, that's not a joke. <laughs> I'm almost on a first-name basis with the lady. I mean, that's crazy. And then you think that's funny, but yet it hurts my family. It's a waste of money. It hurts me being able to help others because there ain't nothing left. It hurts me physically because I eat, you know, the footlong. Something I gotta do better at. But then when I take my, my I purge my time audit and I look at how much time I'm spending, you know what I spend too much time on? The screen. I've mentioned this I know 20 times since I've been here. If you got an iPhone, I know you can get on there and they'll tell you how much hours you're spending on every app on your phone. It's scary. I'm sure the Samsungs do it too. You weird people. I'm just kidding. And it's keeping me from my top priorities. Church, what are your priorities? Please don't listen to this sermon and go home like, well, that was too much work. I'm not going to do all that. You know what else was a lot of work? Father, forgive us. Forgive us for not putting you first. God, forgive me for this past year, Lord, not putting you first every day. God, forgive me for not putting Jenna first every other day, or second every day. God, forgive me for putting my family way down on the list at times. Lord, forgive us for not prioritizing the things that are important and wasting away with things that are just urgent. God, this year, help us to be wise. God, how do we become wise? We fix our priorities. God, today, if there's someone here who is so jumbled up in their schedules and their spending and everything else, God, help us get on track. So I don't know about you, Lord, but we're, God, we're getting, we're getting older. And we're, we're losing ourselves. And one day we won't be here. And I do not want to go out of this earth for the Lord, not having you, number one. God, help us. Lord, we ask this in your son's name. Amen. Church, I really do want you to answer that question. What are your priorities? Because I think some of us need to fix them. Some of us need to fix them. And if that's you, you need help doing that. Like, Mike, I don't really know how to do that. I, don't, I hear what you're saying about, you know, how do I make God number one? Well, we do it in prayer, reading, and fasting. Well, okay, well, how do I really do that? How do I truly make sure I'm spending enough time with my spouse? How do I truly make time I'm spending enough time with my family? And how, how do I, I need help. You know, that's why I'm here. I'd love to help you this week figure out how to prioritize the things that are most important. But I know there's probably someone here, someone online, who needs to fix a priority, and that's the fact that God is not number one in your life because you've not given your life over to Him. You may have did it 50 years ago, but it was just because that was what you were supposed to do. You need to rededicate your life. You need to get serious. Maybe you've been following Christ for years, but you've never been baptized, and you're ready to make that change. If that's you, I'd love to talk to you. Would you stand? And if you need to make a decision or you need prayer or whatever, please come. Let's talk. Let's fix our priorities.